So today is your last chance to become fully liberated beings. <laughs> so, uh, also on this day, it can be quite common. You might already noticing that your mind is a little bit wandering off of the retreat. So I really want to make a, a strong encouragement to stay off the phones and the computers and the devices and the planning. The retreat is not over. Um, and the mind at this point can oftentimes be like, it's just the last day, basically. It's totally fine to just kind of uh, check out and to really try to stay here. You've done so much work. You've done so much hard work this week to cultivate this awareness and this concentration and this ability to be present. Don't squander it. And when the retreat is over, it will be over forever. And you have the whole rest of your life to think and plan and, and uh, distract yourself. So see if you can really hold the container. Sometimes the container can start to get, I've even noticed yesterday, getting a little bit loose. So really try to um, get, get what you came to get out of this experience and, and practice well. In the interviews, if you had an interview with me on Tuesday, the interviews will conclude again today at the same place, the same time. And also you might have noticed, some of you probably noticed, there's another sign-up sheet in the, on the bulletin board in the kitchen for those of you who want to have some individual time with me. It's only 10 minutes. It's not very long. I don't have, it's not possible for me to really see everybody for a long period of time. But if you have something really pressing that you want to talk about or something, instructions that you want, you can sign up for an interview uh, with me this afternoon. All right. So that's what's happening. Big announcements, right? So the uh, instructions for the day, we're going to actually expand into the final practice, the, where the, the practices of mindfulness conclude in what's called the fourth foundation of mindfulness. And so we've had a, quite a lot of time. We had a whole day of breath awareness as part of the first foundation. We had a whole day of body awareness, sound awareness, of first foundation of mindfulness. So essentially we had two full days of practicing with the first foundation of mindfulness. And that's bringing your attention and your awareness to the experience of just sensation, just physical sensation, present time awareness. A whole day of looking at the feelings that arise out of the sensations, that as we come into contact with life, as we come into contact with the present moment, sounds and tastes and colors and thoughts and emotions all have a pleasant or unpleasant feeling to them. And yesterday we had a whole day of looking at the attitude of the mind, the, the, uh, the appearance of experience. How does... Uh, our awareness appear to us? What is the lens? Is there uh, pulling in? Is there pushing away? Looking at that aspect of the mind, very subtle aspect of the mind. In the fourth foundation of mindfulness is a very, we could actually spend a whole week on it, it's a very wide range of teachings. It goes all the way, starts with the five hindrances, the Buddha talks about the hindrances of craving and aversion, which I've been speaking about all week. The, what gets in the way of us being at ease and being 
connected to our experiences, this craving, wanting, aversion, wanting to get rid of, restlessness, sleepiness, lethargy, and doubt. These forces in the mind. And so we've been, to some degree, been working with the hindrances all week. And then the Buddha expands the fourth foundation once we look at the hindrances to look at the sense gates. Looking at the present time awareness of seeing. So I invite you to really open your sense gates today. Seeing. Knowing, knowing that that's seeing. I'm seeing that tree and I'm hearing that bird. So there's seeing, there's hearing, there's smelling, tasting, feeling, sensation of feeling. And also the Buddha includes, now we'll include into the sense fears, thinking, a thought as an object. And one of the things that's very interesting about the practice that the Buddha emphasizes that we typically don't emphasize is that he places no special preference. A thought is just an object of awareness. A thought is no different than a sound. That's an object of awareness. The bird is an object of awareness. Seeing is an object of awareness. A thought is just an object. It's just something that arises within consciousness. And he gives it no special privilege over sounds or colors. It's just something that arises and we look at our relationship to it. And even, even just like a, a taste is being pleasant or unpleasant, a thought that arises in the mind is a pleasant thought. I like this thought. I want to think this thought. This is an unpleasant thought. Every object of awareness carries with it these characteristics of a feeling, a vedana. So we look at thoughts as an object of awareness. So I invite you to open up to the full sensory experience and to just notice thinking. When you're thinking, notice thinking. I'm thinking again, I'm thinking again. I'm hearing, I'm seeing, I'm walking, I'm feeling my feet on the earth. Touching, hearing, seeing, thinking. And breaking that addiction, breaking that tendency to be preoccupied with the thinking piece of it all. Six things that are happening. In fact, one can argue, and I think it's very practical to say, there's only 18 things that you can be aware of. There's the six senses, and then there's the three feelings. This is a pleasant thought, an unpleasant thought, or a neutral thought. What I'm seeing is pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. 18, op- 18 options to notice. That's it. And your mind's like, never way more than 18. It's like, no, 18. This is a pleasant sound. This is an unpleasant sensation. This is a pleasant thought. This is an unpleasant emotion. Just constantly, it was called, oftentimes the fourth foundation is called the investigation of dhammas or dharmas. And this is really where we're opening to the full range of the dharma. And here dharma just means thing. What's the object? What's the thing? It's a thought. That's a sound, that's a sensation, that's seeing, that's pleasant seeing, that's a pleasant thought, there's a sorrow over there, that's an unpleasant, and just noticing the relational quality. He invites us after the sense gates to look at the aggregates, the mind itself looking at the, the forms that we see, 
Again, deciphering, seeing, knowing the difference between a sound or a sight and a sound. Our perception, how am I perceiving things? Feeling, again, back to feeling. He's talking about feeling so much. It's such a core theme in all of the teachings. Always coming back to feeling, feeling, feeling. The inclination, the the to-do. Now that I have all these sights and sounds and thoughts, now I need to do something with them. That's the part that we're trying to cool down, as I spoke of last night. Cool down the to-doing. You don't need to do anything except for watch and notice. And then he invites us into, out, out of these hindrances and sense gates and aggregates, we see these awakening factors, which is really what you've been developing all week. The first factor of awakening is mindfulness. And so we notice, am I, is there mindfulness in my mind right now? Am I mindful right now? That's just a very basic question in the fourth foundation. Is mindfulness present in my mind? And if mindfulness is present, if I'm being mindful right now, what are the conditions to sustain this mindfulness? How do I stay mindful? How do I stay aware? And if I'm not mindful right now, how do I activate it? And mindfulness turns into investigation and we start looking and seeing. And the more we look and see in interest and curiosity, we experience energy and we feel energized and we feel motivated. And we stay with the practice and we feel this sense of calm, a sense of being at ease. We feel an an inviting elation, a joy, a sense of this is really good to do. This This is a great way to operate. Then we experience the concentration and the focus. We actually are able to hearken and to be with all these experiences. And the final factor, the seventh factor of awakening is this experience of equanimity, which we will work on this afternoon in the heart practices. And out of these awakening factors comes the Four Noble Truths. And we notice, oh, there's vulnerability, there's difficulty here. We open to it, we allow it, we feel it. We see there's craving here, there's wanting in the mind. We abandon it, we let that go, we switch that off, we go back to what's present. We see that there's a confidence that arises out of that. There's a nibbana, there's a cooling off. And out of that cooling off, develop the right view, this first factor of the Eightfold Path of seeing things clearly. And starting to see this is actually really a good way to operate. This is what it is, is we're learning how to operate our awareness in a way that is beneficial and liberating. And then this, just, this is just what we do, as I'll speak about this tonight in the Dharma talk, is we start to roll this out into the rest of our lives by cultivating the Eightfold Path. So today's instructions are going to be very wide open And it's just to know what's happening. There's no need to focus on a particular object. If you like to focus on a particular object, if you like to, if breathing is working for you, if anything that's been beneficial so far, totally feel encouraged and invited to stay with that and to encourage that. But part of the instructions and part of the practice for the day, and it will be very liberal and very loose as this first foundation is, is to just notice if you're mindful. Am I aware right now? 
Am I aware right now? And what am I aware of? And it might just be like, I'm aware that I've been thinking. I've been planning. I've been judging. I'm aware of that. So everything that we become, everything that enters consciousness becomes just an object of awareness. I'm thinking, I'm hearing. Now it's happening. I'm feeling. And so being here and noticing what you're here with. No preference, no object is more important than another one. It's just whether or not we are mindful, are we aware of what is arising. <coughs> and this is a very important part of the practice, but usually on retreats they don't get to it so much. The fourth foundation of mindfulness because... Um, we spend so much time trying to focus on particular objects, right? The breath, the body, the feelings. But really today I wanted to give an opportunity for you to, um, to investigate your own reality. To just notice what you're mindful of. What are you aware of? What can you bring awareness to? And also to bring awareness to anything that is arising and to see what is the necessary response here. Is it... Can I be kind with this object? Whatever the object is, can I bring a kindness to it? If it's a difficult experience, if there's a pain to it, can I be compassionate with this object? Can I care about this? Can I be forgiving towards this object? If it's pleasant, can I be appreciative? Can I enjoy? Walking here in the morning is so nice and the weather's perfect. And Can I just enjoy the object of my body and the sensation of the sun and the breeze and the sounds, can I actually notice the object and appreciate the object? <coughs> so mindfulness of dhammas is your practice today, which is limitless. There's endless objects for you to be aware of. Each object impermanent. Everything that you experience will rise and pass. See if you can notice that. Here it comes, there it goes. Everything that you experience will have with it a sense of difficulty or unreliability. It will pass. So there's no reason to cling to it. There's no reason to grasp at any of the objects. And there's no reason to push any of them away. Because by their very nature, they are conditioned, as all objects are, to arise and to pass away, and to arise and to pass away. So again, you don't actually have to do anything. And none of the objects that arise are you. You're not your breath, you're not your body, you're not this sound, you're not this thought. Although every object will carry with it a sense of it being about you. We were walking back after whatever we were walking back yesterday, I forget what time, and the ducks were out. And I started, the ducks are so loud, I thought they were laughing at me. They're like, ha, <laughs> And I got this big, so I was like, fuck you, man. I was like, laugh at me. I really, really felt a little embarrassed. I was like, and I thought they were like all out there. 
Then I started laughing. I was like, this is funny. I was like, what happened? Sound arose, and I got a big sense of me. And I felt a little bit like on the spot. I was like, what? Did I, I have like food on my face? I, why are the ducks laughing at me? And I was a little angry at the ducks. I couldn't kick one. I, like, I can't kick a duck. I'm teaching a mindfulness Buddhist retreat. What will they think of me now? I wasn't really going to kick a duck. They're probably too fast anyway. So this, uh, sometimes called choiceless awareness. And so again, this might feel and sound like a lot, and it is, and I want to give you permission to really, really let go of you. And really see if you can just experience experience. That's it the full range of what is available in your sensorium, your sense gates, all your six sense gates, bringing mindfulness to them, bringing mindfulness to the feelings associated with them, and really trying to, to see for yourself that everything is changing. Everything is changing, and everything is not just changing, but it's moving a thousand miles an hour. The sounds, the sights, the thoughts, the emotions, the sensations, it's just rising and passing, rising and passing, rising and passing. And to not try to control or avoid or change any of them, they will change everything that you experience is self-liberating. All conditions are impermanent. Every condition, every sense, every object that arises in your consciousness is going to pass. There's no reason to get involved. And as hard as it might sound, a really strong encouragement, now that you've been sitting and you've developed some degree of... Uh, you probably have no idea how concentrated that you are right now, but you guys are kind of tripping a little bit. <laughs> Some of you might be tripping balls, actually. <laughs> you might feel like you are. Like I, people said it yesterday, I feel like I'm insane. <laughs> you're not insane. The mind is just insane, and you're finally taking a look at it and going, this thing is crazy. Completely at bonkers. And so to let go of the added story about that, let go of the self. Don't be a, don't be a person. Don't be you, don't be your memories, don't be your plans. Just be experience. Let that part of it go and see if you can just watch it all come and go and unfold. This is the mindfulness of the Dhammas. And so I'll give you some instructions on this this morning. Uh, in a way that I hope will be beneficial. So just finding a way to sit that feels supportive.
And so we'll sit right up till about 10 or so. There'll be no Q&A today. You can do your own Q&A in your investigation. So just finding a way to hold your body, a supportive meditation posture. So allowing the mind to be wide open, letting your awareness move way beyond your thoughts and conceptions. And bringing mindfulness to the direct experience of sound, of hearing as an object of awareness. And verifying for yourself that hearing is happening in every moment. There is no moment absent of sound. So allowing sound to create a wide awareness, noticing that many of the sounds that you hear are far away, so your mind is actually that big. And bringing awareness to the hollow space of the inside of the mouth, bringing your awareness to your tongue, bringing awareness to any sense of taste. Probably quite neutral, 
Well, just noticing that that sense, even though it's mild or neutral, is there. And just moving up a little bit in the face to the nose. And as you breathe in, bringing awareness to the experience, the reality of smell, of odor. And again, probably quite mild, but there. From the mouth to the nose, bringing awareness to seeing, even with the eyes closed, that seeing consciousness, awareness is there, it's present. And if you like to just let your eyes open gently and look down at the floor in front of you, and boom, seeing just arises. And even as the eyes close again, there's still this awareness of seeing. And then opening to a sense that is probably much stronger than the others, sensation, the whole global sensation awareness of the body. Your largest organ, your skin, contact, sensation, <coughs> feeling the empty space around the body, feeling into the empty space in front of the body, Leaning back into the empty space behind the body. The empty space to the left of your body. 
the empty space to the right of your body. The empty space above your head. And the groundedness of the earth below your sitting. The full range of global sensation of the body. Feeling. And to investigate for yourself the sense doors and just checking back with each one, hearing out, taste, smell, sight, and sensation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And so very carefully, staying with these five senses and opening up to the mind gate and seeing that thoughts also do arise as an object of awareness. So just like there's hearing and there's feeling and there's smelling, there is also thinking. Thinking arises. And as thinking arises, see if you can treat it no differently than you would a sound. It's just an object of awareness. It's not more important or less important. It's just something that arises and passes. And you'll probably notice that this is the one that's the hardest to let go of. And so as you expand into the practice for the day, as you just notice hearing, you notice thinking, breathing, seeing, And mindfulness is the gatekeeper. Mindfulness is standing at each of these doors guarding. Breathing is happening. Hearing is happening. Smelling, tasting, seeing is happening. Thinking is happening.
And so this mindfulness of experience to start to see, to be with experience is to be with change. Change is not just a concept in the mind, but change is happening right in front of you. To be with experience is to be with change. To be with impermanence itself. To be with experience is to be with change. And to be with change, to be with the experience of change is also to be with the experience of vulnerability and limitations. And to notice, to see that pain or discomfort 
is just a pause between two moments of pleasure. And pleasure is just a pause between two moments of pain. And as we sit with experience, we will notice a strong tendency to become a self, to become a you. See if you can let that go. Don't be a self. Be the breath. Be the sounds. Be the change. Be the sensation. Let the self go. Let that part go. And as you become experience, experiencing experience, to see if you can do so with kindness, a kind awareness, a friendly, inviting, welcoming awareness.
an awareness that allows everything to arise within it. And as we move through the day, continually to return to these two questions. Am I mindful right now? Is mindfulness present in my awareness? Is mindfulness here? And what can I be mindful of? I'm here with something. And everything is allowed. Complete permission for all experience to arise. Is mindfulness present? And what am I present to?
So I encourage you today to continue to work with those questions. Is mindfulness present? Is mindfulness present? And to investigate your experience fully and completely, leaving nothing out.